Lots to talk about here in the world of national news, in the world of federal politics today. Of course, top in the list here is the news that Canada's Governor General is stepping down or, or resigning, if you will, from the post. The news of Julie Payette's resignation comes as the result of an investigation into allegations of a toxic workplace environment at Rideau Hall. Uh, we have delays in the vaccine rollout here across Canada for COVID-19. We got the Conservative caucus kicking out former leadership hopeful and Derek Sloan. And of course, yesterday, the historic day south of the border where we have the inauguration of the new administration of President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. To talk more about all of this, please to welcome to the show now MP for the Kamloops Thompson Caribou. It is Kathy McLeod. Kathy, how are you today? Uh, my pleasure to join you today. Well, always appreciate the time. I guess we'll start with the good news, and that is what is going on in the United States. Of course, the inauguration of a new administration. Uh, I guess just what was your reaction yesterday while you were watching kind of uh, the, the transition of power take place? We got that real nice message of unity from uh, the 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden. Um, you know, it all feels like good news on day one. So certainly I didn't get a chance to watch it all. We were busy with a number of things. But, you know, my sense is there's going to be a lot more predictability and a lot more dignity to the office that, you know, I believe that's been a challenge in the last few years. Certainly from my perspective, seeing the vice president um, take over in that role, it was certainly very important and of course that young poet was uh, incredibly moving so again um, I think our challenges with the U.S. Uh, important trading relationships important ally and our challenges will be the more normal challenges. And, yeah, and that's actually a good point you made with uh, with the Vice President Kamala Harris. You know, she becomes the first female, first woman to be elected to national office. Um, you know, just as yourself as a woman in politics, I mean, how important and how critical do you think it is to see, uh, you know, women and girls in those types of positions and able to be able to inspire sort of that next generation that they really can do anything they put their mind to? Incredibly historic and incredible to see her there. Certainly, grace, dignity, um, certainly well qualified for the job. And, and it really is important in terms of um, people, women, people of minorities seeing themselves in their government. So, uh, very historic. And certainly, I think um, we can all be proud of that. And, and you mentioned one thing off the top as well. They're talking about the predictability that comes with this new administration. Well, I mean, they expected predictability anyway. I guess they, anything's still possible. But how important do you think that is when, when talking about, you know, government-to-government relations between Canada and the United States to have some sense of, of what, you know, might be happening next and, and you know, not just kind of wondering day-to-day -day what the heck might happen? You know, certainly we're not going to see eye to eye in all the policy areas. And of course, very disappointing as, you know, while we're celebrating his inauguration that we have the cancellation of our pipeline. So, so I think um, we know we have softwood lumber issues to deal with. We know we have many challenges that good neighbors deal with, uh, like families deal with. They work their way through these challenges. Um, but again, you know, you look at the pipeline canceled on the first day and it was like, he wasn't listening to Canada in terms of, you know, why that pipeline is actually good for the environment, why it's good for our relations, why it's good for North American security. So really a symbolic move that wasn't, you know, from everything I've read based in even the science from his, um, from the United States. So th those sorts of things are, um, 
challenges that we've had for many, many years in terms of a larger partner to the south. But again, I think most people would agree that it's been extraordinary challenges for the last four years. Yeah, well, uh, looking forward to these next four years, obviously a pretty big of a, a bit of a whirlwind here if the, from the previous administration over the previous term of presidency. Uh, so hopefully predictability means uh, stability and that, uh, you know, helps when it comes to being able to make decisions and have those uh, important uh, relationships between Canada and the United States, as we know, a very unique relationship that we have. Yeah, and I think, you know, the normal mechanisms for solving problems, like whether it's a World Trade Organization, um, not having the people there to do the job that needs to be done, but having those mechanisms in place um, that have been built over many years to solve the challenges, uh, you know, so we can take our disputes to independent arbitrators. Those are important, um, I think, for our relationship, for sure. Let's shift gears here and talk about what is the big headline here um, in Canada today, the national news, and that is the resignation of Governor General Julie Payette. Uh, you know, she's resigning amid allegations of a toxic workplace, um, you know, that she was, uh, you know, basically alleged to be a bully in, in her own office. Um, I won't uh, get too much into the investigation because we're still waiting for the review to actually be made public, which I hear should be happening somewhat soon, or at least parts of it will be happening soon. I don't know what soon means, but looking forward to reading some of that when it does take place but i guess i'll just ask you were you surprised to see this news come out here today we've heard rumblings and i think there's been significant reports over the years in terms of what's happening i want to point out in 2012 the conservative government put in a nonpartisan vice regal appointment process um, when uh, Justin Trudeau, our Prime Minister, decided he was going to bypass that process and he was going to announce and appoint the Governor General. So this uh, choice of you know what is clearly now an unsuitable person for the job uh, is sits on him alone. So he he made the choice. He bypassed the process that was put in place, and really, I think you know probably put symbolism over proper vetting. So uh, what is the Conservative Party, I guess, going to do next? I mean, we heard from Justin Trudeau put out a statement today basically saying that uh, uh, a, a successor will be named in due time, didn't necessarily put a timeline on it, but I imagine there's going to be some conversation on this uh, it upcoming. So what, what's sort of the Conservative message to the Liberal Party, to the Prime Minister when it comes to whoever is next in, the, in that Governor General chair? Well, I think, first of all, it's important that he reach out. It is a minority government, and he needs to reach out to the leaders of the other parties. But second of all, you know, he should really look at the process that was put in place, again, to do proper vetting, to move uh, some names of candidates forward. So we're calling on a return to, uh, you know, some good process, some good vetting, as opposed to him obviously not vetting properly and making a very unsuitable choice. Um, I did earlier on in the program, I was talking to uh, BC's director of the uh, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. They have a petition going right now that's asking for you know Canadians to sign it to say that uh, taxpayers should not be on the hook for um, expenses that the governor general uh, does uh, incur once they leave office. I wasn't even aware that that was happening. Um, you know, does that concern you at all that, uh, you know, once someone leaves office, especially when we're talking about someone who was in the position for uh, not even three and a half years, that they would be able to continue to have expenses paid once they leave that chair? There's a number of expenses that are paid in terms of support and security. You know, I think it's appropriate for a certain length of time to ensure a 
proper security. Again, I think we need to look, and we're going to have to look very seriously at every expenditure that government's making as we come out of the pandemic, as we have an economic crisis to deal with. I think um, unnecessary money is going to have to be looked at very seriously. So do we have some obligations? What are our obligations? What are constitutional obligations? But We're going to have to look at every single penny that government spends. All right, we'll, we'll shift topics one more time here. Conservative MPs yesterday voted to expel Derek Sloan from caucus after the uh, Eastern Ontario MP accepted a donation from a, uh, na- a white nationalist, a white supremacist, conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, um, you know, talking about how the, the contribution of, 100, of $131 to Sloan's leadership campaign uh, was basically cause for him to be removed from caucus. I know there's not a whole lot that can be said. Uh, O'Toole calling the donation a last straw here when it comes to Derek Sloan as a member of the party um but i guess what what can you say in regards to this i i know um like i said i know members are being or or or, or matters are being kept fairly close to the vest here at this point in time but i imagine that this is a a gentleman a, a person that the conservative party that yourself was probably looking to sort of disassociate from so what i can say is that there was a lengthy there was a process. Unlike the other parties, it's actually where the prime minister or the party leader can actually remove a member with the conservatives. It has to be a decision of caucus. You know, clearly the $131, if it was a standalone issue, you know, someone else could have made that same mistake. But what we heard and what I increasingly heard as I listened to my colleagues is Um, some real issues in terms of what I would say is destructive behavior for our party, for my fellow colleagues. And so um, we had a vote and the decision of the caucus was to remove them as a member. Uh, here with Kamloops Thompson Caribou MP Kathy McLeod. Last topic to get to here, and that is in relation to the vaccine rollout. Of course, um, you know it's well documented that uh, things are are not coming in as quickly as was hoped. Uh, and in recent days, we're hearing it, it it's getting worse. Uh, Major General Danny Fortin, who is overseeing the vaccine rollout today, saying Pfizer won't be delivering any doses to Canada next week. Uh, Seventy nine thousand the following week, which is only a fifth of the promised allotment. And he went on to note, we don't know what things will look like for deliveries beyond that uh, I guess what is your your concern with how this whole process has been handled to date and, and the fact that we're not obviously seeing the n- amount of deliveries that uh, we are all banking on in November and December of this year we were consistently asking for a delivery schedule and to look at the contracts uh, countries like Australia have shared their contracts in terms of what the commitments are, what the prices are they paid, what the delivery schedule is. So, you know, at the time, all the government was saying is we've ordered more per person than any other country. And and our question was, it doesn't matter how many you've ordered. I mean, it matters, but what matters is your delivery schedule. So, you know, that we never got clear answers. We were very concerned in November, December. Um, we also noticed, of course, Israel, the Prime Minister of Israel was picking up the phone regularly. The European Union, there was the highest level of governments ensuring that, you know, their countries were going to be taken care of in a delivery schedule that was reasonable. So so I think that there's been some failures um, And, of course, we all need the government to be successful in this. So, you know, 
what are the next steps? Clearly, uh, we haven't got contracts that give us what we need. Um, we haven't got priority to the European Union and other countries. So, you know, certainly, um, you know, getting those vaccines to the degree we can, I understand the Prime Minister may have finally picked up the phone, but, you know, we have some challenges. Hopefully, some of the other vaccines that are being researched and being tested right now are going to get Health Canada's approval and we'll be able to move forward with some additional like the AstraZeneca. So, so it's a problem and we're certainly falling way behind the other countries. We flagged it in November and December um, and really Canadians should be able to see the contracts, compare the contracts. Many other countries have got that kind of transparency. Uh, I believe the target is to have everyone in the country vaccinated by the fall. I mean, what's your confidence level that will actually meet those targets? Um, again, you know, we have to hope the best economic stimulus is to get everyone vaccinated so that we can return to a normal life and get our economy. Like, I'm really, really concerned in terms of the horrendous impact on our economy. I mean, we have a debt now that's going to be over $400 billion or deficit and over a trillion dollars in debt. So um, interest rates go up. We're going to be in real challenges. And I know the small businesses just need to get up. They need to go, get going again. You, you visit Sun Peaks, you talk to the business operators, and they're just hanging on. And we need to get going, and we need a vaccination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all do. We're all hoping to get that shot in the arm sooner than later, I, you know, just to get back to some sense of normalcy and not be so concerned when we're outliving our day-to-day lives. Uh, so continue to push and, and, and look forward to, uh, you know, when I can get that shot. I know I'm at the back of the list when it comes to uh, being in line for it, but I will uh, more than happy to roll up my sleeve once that time comes. Well, you you and I will be in that lineup on uh, the back of the list, but uh, <laughs> certainly I will not hesitate to, as I say, hold up my arm and thank modern day science for mm-hmm. what it can do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time, Kathy. Always appreciate you coming on the program. Enjoy the rest of your evening and uh, uh, thanks so much. Take care. All right. There is Kamloops Thompson, Caribou MP, Kathy McLeod.